I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hi, everyone. It's Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis. This is Julio, my friend. He is I. Dude, Francis said right before we started recording that he's feeling funny today. So oh, yeah. No pressure, big shot. I got some spunk and some zest. I'm whisk <laughs> them together to create a vortex of humor. <laughs> That's nice. Wow. How are you, dude? What's up with you? Um, dude, I'm feeling good. Um, things are going well. Are they? I, I guess. Like, I don't know. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> There's things are going, they're just going like, I've actually found myself in uh when people are like, what have you been up to? I like, don't have an answer because it's just like the same shit, which is like good, I guess, ultimately to have a routine. Does that bum you out? Not really. It's Do fine. you wish you had something more exciting to tell them? No, not, not necessarily. Does that mean that you're happy with your life or you're just not asking yourself the tougher questions? <laughs> I, I am happy with my life, but I also may not be asking myself the tougher questions. But I okay, so no, but I hold on. I think that that there there it is great for you to just say, you know what, things are moving along, the river is flowing, and it's uh it's going along fine. I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Are you you're happy? Are you happy? Yeah. Happy ish? No, I'm happy. Well then that's great. Yeah. All right, well then we could should we should probably think of a better way for you to answer all these horrible people who I'm, keep asking yeah. these annoying questions. I'm bad at I'm bad at like answering efficiently. Like sometimes that's an opportunity to like start a work conversation, you know, especially in our sort of like spheres when people are like, what have you been up to? Like there's a way to answer that in a non-annoying way that also is like, oh, I'm doing this, this and that. Yeah, but the, these people, these comedians are not that it's not worth giving them a real answer. Because <sighs> if you if you answer confidently and, and, and really give a, a real update, then they might think you're being arrogant. And they number one and number two, they don't care. Right, don't right, care. Right, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. That's now, a cynical. Let me ask you. Well, let me ask you the question in a better way. Okay. What are you the most excited about right now in your life? Well, it's a great opportunity to plug my New York Comedy Festival there show. You there you go. <laughs> that is something to be excited about. It's going to be cool. Um, I'm still sort of ironing out the specific format, but it's going to be like some form of like a comedy show. We're going to screen all the stuff, all the sort of Rwanda footage videos. It'll probably be 15, 20 minutes worth of stuff. And then the stars of the of the short, Babu and Michael, are going to zoom in from Africa. We're going to talk about things that aren't covered in the in the video, kind of joke around, and then do like a little Q&A. So it should be a fun event. It's at Caveat, November 9th, 9.30 p.m., link in my bio. Uh, also on the New York Comedy Festival website. So great. So great. Uh, I'm going to come. Really? If that's okay with you. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. What, Absolutely. what night? What is it? What night is Tuesday it? night, 930. We're going to have a little after party. Oh, Should be fun. Classic Julio. <laughs> early week. Ruin the rest of your week. <laughs> Sorry, dude. That's, that's all the night. slot they gave me, dude. Yeah, all night bender. Uh, I got to get a, my... That, uh, that's great. My cloud up for that Friday night slot. What time will it be in... Africa. It's going to be late. So I've already talked to them about it, like being like, dude, guys, sorry uh, about that. But so we're offering a live stream option for, you know, any of their fans over there because they're like pretty big deal over there. Those guys, huh. um, I would say that per, via like percentage of the population, as far as notoriety is concerned, I would say they are more significant figures than there than I am here for sure. Mm. Um, so hoping that maybe they'll, they'll, there are people who want to watch. And then any of you guys listening who can't make it to New York, if you want to, Get the live stream link. I'll have that uh, soon. Cool. Keep an eye out for that, guys. That'll be really fun. Should be cool. And also, we are going to have our live Oops the Podcast show. It's looking like December 1st is the date for that. A very easy date to remember. In New York City. In New York City. We will have the venue and we will have the total confirmation. But that is really what it's looking like. So... If you're somebody who wants to see us live, keep an eye out, mark your calendars, and look for tickets. They're going to go fast. That is oh, a yeah, it's a Wednesday Big night. Time. Big time. Nice. Awesome. Um, 
So, I mean, I would say, what are you looking forward to the most? I'm assuming it's, you know, your engagement stuff. Is that not, I guess there's like multiple, sorry, and sorry for answering your question. No. Answering the question before I even asked it. I have assumptions and then you can tell me what you think. Well, here's, here's what's happened, Julio. There's something that's happened. Okay. So I have a lot to tell you, but the first thing I want to tell you is that week that I experienced where I went to Moon Tower Comedy Festival, and then we came home, did the engagement, we had the birthday party, all the engagement boners I was getting. It was probably the best four or five day period of my life that I've had in years. Awesome. I couldn't point to another sort of period of that length that has been sustained joy happiness for that long right do you know what i mean yeah yeah where you just feel like you're on a vacation but you're in your own life yeah wow uh where where all the chips are falling for you it's as if you drank the liquid luck potion from harry potter (laughs) you're making all the right calls everything's going your way right excellent however like anything it all come you you gotta you gotta get back to reality at some point you know work beckons uh duties must be tended to and i think it was wednesday night no maybe yeah wednesday night of last week where i experienced what i would call a karmic reversion to the mean (laughs) essentially meaning coming back down to real life so think about this that's very funny this is this this idea that there's a reversion to the mean, I know it from a gambling perspective, right? Which is that, you know, over time, if you were to flip a coin, or no, let's say let's say that you were to win a bunch of NFL bets, right? And you think, man, I'm hot right, right now. Right. Well, maybe okay, but the reality is that if you've won a bunch of bets, over time, gamblers lose less than or lose more than fifty percent of the time. That's why gambling is a profitable business for vegas and for bookmakers so um inevitably you're going to experience that reversion to the mean Mm -hmm. those wins are going to be evened out over time if you continue to bet with losses right it's going to revert to the average it's going to come back down there will for every you know action there's an equal and opposite reaction so i look at that five-day period that I experienced, knowing that the universe is going to fuck me with an equal negative five-day period. It might not all be together, but but eventually the other shoe is going to drop. So I don't agree with that, dude. I think that it, it doesn't work that way for significant life things. It's like an engagement week whatever is something that you get to experience in life and it doesn't mean that something negative is coming however i i understand from the idea of like your mood because you are so high for that that coming down could feel painful or tiring or whatever that i understand as far as like the mean resetting for like the sort of i don't know like your life how your life feels okay like i don't think something bad is gonna happen to you now well then then hear this (laughs) then hear this so that wednesday night right I think through Tuesday, we still had the wave of the engagement, the party, all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything was great. And then on Wednesday, I had a, a spot in the city. I went to do it. I drove in. It was a part of the city that I'm not that familiar with. I was a little late. I saw someone pulling out of a parking spot right in front of the venue. So I just took their spot. But I didn't read the street signs carefully. And it was some kind of zone where it was right near webster hall you know webster hall i do that concert venue that like 19 year olds go to and i do and um i guess it was an area where you you had to almost be a performer at webster hall or it was like a loading area i don't even Uh know but it was all normal cars with no stickers or anything on it so i just thought okay i didn't even i didn't even and normally i check didn't check did my spot, came out. I was only there 30 minutes, got a ticket. Hate to see it. Mm. $65, right? Okay, so you're starting to think, uh-oh, 
Here comes the reversion. (laughs) Here comes the karmic reversion to the mean. Now, gets worse. Driving home, normally it's a 17-minute drive from around Union Square back to Dumbo, where I live. And I decide to take the Manhattan Bridge. I get halfway across the bridge. Before you continue the story, yeah. may, I, may I add something? Yeah. So I'm, I'm te- the, when this is about to happen, I'm texting with Francis, and I'm bitching to him about how I'm about to do this show. It's a cool show, but I was the first person there, and now and, and they're putting me up last, and the show started an hour late. And Francis goes, I take your bad show, and I raise you. Yeah. What he's about to tell you, which yeah. is very funny. So I get halfway across the Manhattan Bridge and all of a sudden we are in completely stopped traffic. I am four minutes from home. I can see my apartment. I can <laughs> you see can it. smell your girlfriend. Yeah. Your fiance. Yeah. I don't think she showers that often. I, <laughs> I am within a stone's throw. And I, I can throw a stone quite far. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> of my apartment, and I'm stuck on the bridge. And it's, I mean, there, the you know, car cars would move four feet and then stop for five minutes without moving. Ooh. Nowhere to go. Um, and so I just sort of settle in and suck it up, start making some phone calls. I go another, it's 20 minutes later, you know, I'm now I'm a third of the way, or two thirds of the way across the bridge. I decide to switch lanes. I don't know why. Mix it up. <laughs> Might as well mix it up, right? The illusion of progress. Yeah. So I switch lanes. Nobody minds. Nobody's going anywhere. <laughs> but in order to fully switch, you know, the, the car behind me lets me in. And I, but I can't get all the way in yet. I haven't evened out. So I'm just a, a diagonal fish in <laughs> this stream of sort of parallel fish swimming across the bridge. And I'm just waiting. Nobody's moving. We're not moving, Chris. Yeah. Ryan, we're not moving. <laughs> I, I, I am in, I'm in park. I am sitting in park and out of nowhere. The car behind me smashes into the car. Ugh. Hits me. Hits me as a stopped car. They were a stopped car, and I was a stopped car for multiple minutes. That's the crazy. And they hit me. Oh my God. So instantly, I'm like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. I get out of the car. They get out of the car. The girl is. How do I describe it? She's a girl who looks like she might have gone to one of those Webster Hall concerts. Did she have blue hair? She had pink hair. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, multiple nose piercings, crazy, um, you know, pink eyeliner that kind of lined out love past it. the line, love it. Love past it. the eye. Looked like she was wearing Jinko jeans. Got it. Might have gone shopping at Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> that kind of a woman, right? She's young, but. I wouldn't have been able to tell. Doesn't look like she's been treating herself that well. She's got a boyfriend who gets out of the passenger car and instantly she's like, oh man, I'm sorry, man. I can't believe it, man. And I go, (laughs) what happened? She goes, well, you were coming across and my foot slipped off the brake. And I was like, coming across? (laughs) I had been coming across. I was parked. I'm across. Yeah. You're across. I guess her foot slipped off the brake, whatever. Instantly, the next thing she says, this is is within the first 10 seconds of her talking. She goes, I'm unemployed right now. Things aren't going good. And I'm like, all right, what do you want me to do here? You have car insurance, don't you? Like we do. We have car insurance, but she was, it was, I think she was on her parents' car insurance. And she's of course freaking out about the premiums of her parents car insurance going up Mm. we're out we're out of our cars now but you know nobody's mad because nobody's moving so we're not holding up traffic that's crazy and i say listen why don't we get off the bridge and we'll work this out but let me get your phone number so she hands me your phone i type in my phone i text myself to make sure i have it and now now i'm in front of them and we're still in this stop and go traffic and we're just texting each other and i can i can see her texting 
behind me. And first of all, I'm like, why the fuck are you texting? You just hit me. <laughs> you're texting while you're d- driving. Don't text behind me. But you're texting her, I thought. Yeah, yeah but I'm careful to her. only text when we when I've stopped again. Okay. Yeah, maybe she was too. Anyway, so I ask her for her insurance. I say, you know, send me a, a screenshot of your insurance, picture of your insurance. She does, but the lighting's kind of bad. And she keeps begging me if we can work this out some other way. Which I'm like, is that a an offer for sexual favor? Like, what are you <laughs> you're with your boyfriend? This isn't GTA three. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we That's good. We we if it's I, GTA three, you just stab her in the neck. Pop 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 pop. So we get off the bridge. By this point, you know, it's been, it's been another twenty five minutes of us just inching forward. Get off the bridge. I I just by this point I've I've kind of calmed down. I wasn't really even that mad, just annoyed. And I'm like, all right, well, I've got a picture of her insurance. We'll get this sorted out. Uh, and I say, you know what? We'll, we'll figure it out. If, if we need to do anything, I'll let you know. But for now, let's just go our separate ways. I wanted to get home. And um, that was that. So so did I handle that correctly? Or should I have filed the police report and done the whole insurance? Thing? How much damage was done? There's no dent. Oh. But there are scratches. That's- Scrapes, scrippity scraps. New York City, fuck it, is what I say to that. I think you handled it right. But that could be, that could be five hundred to a thousand dollars for me. Right, but why would you fix it? (laughs) It's a rental. It's a rental. Oh, that was your car. No, no, we took over Sierra's parents' lease on the car. So it's a lease. So I I don't. When when our lease is up and we take this back, it's gonna we're gonna get crushed. But 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 you have insurance. Yeah, but I don't. I don't, don't think file with, a police I report. I don't think on, insurance. I think, and again, I could be wrong. It's like if, if the accident happens, you call the police, they file a police report, and then you get the other person's insurance, and you you do it then and there. Right, right. So, dude, it's funny. Like, I'm such like I have no fucking idea because I live. I've lived here my whole adult life. I don't own a car. Like. I've had access to cars. I've driven other people's cars. I just don't know about any of this shit. So, like, you just taught me something I didn't. I didn't know. Well, about, I, I could be if wrong. If I bring too. the lease back, I just assumed that it's your fucking car. You bring the lease back, like, no harm, no foul. If you have insurance or whatever, I have literally no idea. You'd always get it fixed by like someone in your town who you know or something. So that's what um, that's what this girl said. She said uh, she'd rather that we take it to you know an auto body shop of someone she knows or something and. She'll just pay out of pocket, whatever that is. Oh, that sounds. But but that's it's it's strange because I still think you handled it right. <sighs> this is the thing that gives me a lot of anxiety with this kind of situation is the variable of what is the other person going to be like. It's one of those like rare human moments where you're forced to interact with who the fuck knows. Mm-hmm. It might be somebody who you like literally don't even speak the lang- same language as figuratively speaking like you could just be talking past each other yeah that could happen or like a really angry person or a person who's like blaming you when it was obviously their fault like that gives me so much anxiety knock on all the wood on earth right now that i have never been really in that situation yet um but yeah that was that's what i was the most interested to hear about in this story have you been in an accident before so i've been in a couple you know mini fender benders yeah um, which is what this was probably right yeah 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 and was there was her car fucked up no n- not as nothing and also uh, it was a pretty beat car <laughs> did you shake when you were hit it it, it, it was dramatic did it that annoy a... you that her shitty car is completely fine but your nicer car is not therefore whose car is really the shitty car they don't make them like they used to is what uh, I that's say. a good point <laughs> Or maybe her car is so shit that you just couldn't even... You just couldn't even tell. You couldn't even tell. Adding shit to a pile of shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, speaking of insurance... Dude, yeah, this is perfect. I mean, policy genius. Policy genius. (laughs) Yeah, fortunately, it was a stop-and-go traffic accident. But God, imagine if we'd been going full speed and she'd come out of nowhere and knocked me off the bridge. 
And then to yeah. my death. And then you were dead, and your fiance would just have nothing to show for it yes. because you don't have life insurance. Exactly. You may have life insurance. I don't know, but that doesn't matter because if you're thinking about getting life insurance, Policy Genius could be the easiest thing you do in October. Yeah. Uh, get in there, get some insurance. There's over a dozen top insurers all in one place. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. The people who work for Policy Genius do not work for the insurance companies. They are working for you to try to get you the best deal. You could save 1300 bucks or more per year on life insurance by switching to Policy Genius to compare policies. And eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical exam requirement for a simple phone call. Francis, you love to see it. Love to see it. This exclusive policy was recently rated number one by Forbes Advisor. Now head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right, Francis. Sure is. It's nice. So, okay. Do you think that that was the karmic reversion to the mean? No. That was God wagging his finger and saying, don't get too cocky now. Not at all. I don't think so. I don't think that we need to be punished for our life milestones. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm about to get married. I better not go outside this month. Okay. Okay. But but there's another way to look at that week, which is, you know, I had set myself up for, you know, everything had to run perfectly in order for me to get it all correct. Right. I had all my flights had to be on time. Um, I, you know, the shows had to go well. Um, I had to get the ring on time. All that logistical stuff that, you know, the odds of it all working perfectly as it did were didn't seem that high. Fine, and that's fine. And so... But I still don't think that this was punishment for that. This is what I would say to all of my Italian family members and to people in general. In life, you have to expect these sort of inconveniences. And if you know that they're going to happen, when they happen, they're much more easy to digest. It's like the same as just dealing with change. Accept that things will change and you'll have a much easier time dealing with change. I think it's the same comes to shit like this. You're driving in New York City. You're bound to get in an accident eventually. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like this is somehow... The reversion because last week everything worked perfectly and now this is a night where it did not work perfectly. Okay, but uh, here's my I just question. Don't see it that way. That's a great outlook. But do you think that that um you you say accept that change will happen, mm -hmm. which is a nice way of saying it. Is that the same as preparing for bad things to happen? And do you think that preparing yourself for bad things to happen softens the blow when they do or is that just a bad way to live life so there's a different there's a different way that like so preparing for bad things to happen implies that a specific bad thing is going to happen you can't prepare for bad things to happen because you don't know what the fuck they are you know what i mean if there's maybe if you're doing something risky you can prepare to make it less risky or prepare for something bad to happen if you are just living your life normally you can expect bad things to happen at some point, but there's no real way to prepare for them because you don't know what they're going to be. So the preparation is the acceptance that they're coming. It is a part of life and that it's okay. Okay. But I don't, I understand there's no way to know specifically what's going to happen. Right. But the instant that that woman hit me, I said, okay, what the fuck? And then I remember thinking, ah, this is the cosmic sort of brick from my J.R. Smith fadeaway three-point heat check. Which is for, for a guy who like curses the day astrology was brought to the discussion forum. This is sounding very universe aware. You know, it's 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 more to me. It's more statistics. Okay. It's I I take it more from a almost as I said a gambling perspective, which is. The odds of my life on a day-to-day -day basis being winners right. for so many days in a row right. mean that okay, fine. you're gonna have bad days. I'm going to have a couple loser days yeah. in a row now. I mean, I don't know about in a row, but fine. Like you're not gonna have all good days, so you're gonna have bad days. I'm waiting for the cold streak because that was one. I'm okay. I think there's gonna be a cold streak of days. I but hope, it's okay. I hope, I hope not, Francis. I know. For your sake. <laughs> Unfortunately, the way it could Old work, pal. too, the other way that it could work is instead of a cold streak, 
it could be a colossally horrific day. Yeah, I mean, dude, anything can happen, man. This is bad? It's stupid. It's just like, it's wasted energy and it's provoking anxiety for yourself. Sometimes, uh, sometimes me acknowledging this, Helps. to me, it, it almost takes the edge off the blow. And I again, I, th- I think we're sort of saying the same thing in our own way, which is like, by by saying that, that is your acknowledgement that you, every day can't be perfect. And therefore, it makes you feel better. I feel I this way. Right. I feel this way when I get in a fight with someone and then we resolve it. And I'm like, I'm going to get in a fight with somebody again at some point in my life. And I, I'm just really not looking forward to it. Mm. <laughs> I think I've said this before. Mm-hmm. But it is that that gives me anxiety. It's I guess in the same vein. Yeah. Well, okay. I try to maintain a positive outlook. I really do. Um, and I'm still feeling great. I am feeling great. I'm able to enjoy the present while knowing that there may be bad things around the corner. Mm, that's great. I think a lot of people are not capable of doing that if they become so fixated on the pitfalls of the next moment, uh, then you, you're constantly walking on eggshells through life. Nope, not good. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Speaking of, you know what I've been doing lately? <laughs> what? You know what I've really been enjoying is um, watching men work in New York City. Do you just walk by with your coffee? Dude spot on so (laughs) dumbo is under construction as if they're rebuilding the world can you hear it in your bedroom no thank fucking god i know but the whole whole neighborhood is teeming yeah teeming with men wearing hard hats reflective vests carrying crazy tools i've never even seen operating (laughs) heavy heavy machinery and these are real men they've got dirt under their fingernails They've got uh, stubble. They drink their coffee black from a deli for 99 cents. From the guy in the corner. Yeah, they eat a sandwich for lunch, like a ham sandwich with no vegetables. That's their lunch every day. I think that you just pulled the ham sandwich out of your ass. Well, maybe maybe it's turkey. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. There's not, so many. They're not eating parts. sweet green for lunch. How do you know? Because these guys are, these are men. Dude, they're, not I, ask, they're not asking for extra chickpeas. You know what I mean? With their dirty... They're not pointing at the chickpea basin with their dirty fingernails and saying, can I get an extra scoop of those chickpeas? Dude, I just worry that your like, glorification of this is just starting to sound like you're like painting a picture of these guys that's like very general and like rude. You're like they're just so simple. They don't eat. Oh, they don't eat greens. Oh, I don't mean. I don't mean to denigrate them. No, that is not my intention. And if it comes off that way, I apologize. <laughs> I, in a way, I, I, I actually mean to honor them. I really do. Well, I, I know that that's what you're trying to do. So, so you know, may, may, I, I think that they, I, I maybe it is a vision, but it, it these are just <laughs> salt of the earth, hardworking men are men than i am mm-hmm. does that make sense yes like these men would teach me values and lessons that i have missed because i'm focused on bullshit and they could recalibrate me if we spent half an hour shooting pool together right right, right. stuff like that whatever fair okay you know i admire these guys and i like to watch them work and one thing that i'll do is sometimes I like to pretend as if I'm working with them. <laughs> like there were, there were, they were one guy. They were coming down my block, 
one of them had a big backhoe, a caterpillar backhoe, the the, the arm. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, you yeah. operate with the yeah, bucket. That you yeah. And then an, on a big chain from the bucket, hanging off the chain was a porta potty. Oh shit. And then a guy was walking ahead of it, keeping the porta potty steady. And then oh. I was walking ahead of him on the sidewalk, and under my breath I went, Yeah, keep it coming. <laughs> keep it coming. Keep it coming. Yep, steady. I was sort of just like, come on, be part of it. I want to be part of this. That was my fantasy, to just be participating in something manly, you know, while I walked our French bulldog with my (laughs) iced oat milk latte in a fucking mason jar. (laughs) (laughs) That's great, dude. And I was wearing... (laughs) Keep it coming. I had... Keep it coming. Later in the day, I walked past them to get on a city bike to ride into the city, and I I wear my bike helmet out of the apartment. (laughs) (laughs) There's like two blocks. Do you wear a helmet? Yeah, I do. Always? Yeah, now I do. When did you start? When my sister got me the bike helmet for Christmas. Was that this Christmas? No, two Christmases ago. Very, Very good. Very nice. If I'm in the city and I don't even realize it, I, then I'll just bomb around. But I'm making these big, big treks into the city from here yeah. on a city bike. Yeah, I wear a helmet. I respect that. Yeah. So I'm wearing my bike helmet, leaving my apartment, and I'm walking through <laughs> these groups of guys who are, you know, drinking their coffee and picking, picking the dirt out of their fingernails. <laughs> and they're... Uh, smoking cigs. Yes, yes, smoking. And... And they're all wearing helmets too. And there's a sign that says "hard hat area." And I remember thinking, hey, it's one of the boys, you know, playing by the rules. I almost knocked it like that and went, "You and me both, pal," you know. But I didn't. I wouldn't have done that. I I feel I feel bad if I'm if I am coming off as you're not uh, condescending. You're you're not you're not now because I I really admire these men. The and idea I, of the bike helmet, that's hilarious, dude. You walk by and be like, huh? Yeah. Uh, I even took some video videos of myself doing this kind of stuff, and I might compile it into a <laughs> uh, into a video series or something. Of, this could of, be the next ASP, dude. Yeah, I was thinking that, like me working with men. Dude, that's great. I have the, I have I I was in the city last thing. I saw I saw a couple of guys because there are Francis Ellis is yeah, one of the boys. Yeah. Mantises or something, yeah. you know, man fantasies. Um but in the city there were you know Manatees. The, yeah. There's there's the guys who I don't even know what it is. You know when you see the, the steam coming up from the subway? Yes. By the way, I love that. What a lovely, cozy, seasonal thing that you see in New York. I don't know where that's coming from. Dude, it just reminds me of like when Bruce Wayne's parents get shot outside of the mm, opera or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever yeah. that event was. It was the opera. It was the opera. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a nice city thing. Yeah. So there were a couple guys sort of moving around cones and then two of them had a clipboard and they were looking at it and then looking up at a, the facade of a building. And I, I almost wanted to go up with them and, and just say, uh, what are we looking at here? <laughs> what are we looking at here? That's hilarious. I don't know. I just want to participate. That's all. But it's funny because like I, I hate those guys. And you want to know why? <laughs> I know. This guy's giving me shit for saying they got dirt <laughs> in their fingernails. Tell us how you really feel. I hate them because at 730 in the morning, yeah. jackhammering begins directly outside my window. And it's so, it's so acute that it shakes my bed. Yeah. And dude, everywhere I go, and I can't decide what's worse jackhammering or the sawing rock mm. you know the sawing rocks yeah but julia when are we supposed to do it i don't know dude not at 7 30 when in the morning. we gotta work we gotta get I, this I, shit I, done <laughs> so when or when would you have us do it i quickly realized that i shouldn't be mad at you yeah and that it's not your fault so i don't no, actually I mean the you. union kind of restricts when we're <laughs> allowed, allowed to do it 7 30 so. seems i'm night workerist <laughs> night i get what you mean it, like, it, it's almost almost working through the night the end of the night shift it's yeah. saying like the like for for we who work at night our sleep isn't important just oh, the day workers i see what you mean 7 30 a.m dude my girlfriend and i both sleep with airpod the second that happens 
we put in AirPods of white noise immediately. When we wake up an hour and a half later, we look over and we're both wearing AirPods. Do you, do you have an ambient noise machine? No, but I have. You should get one of those. So I have it for. I have it on my phone. Is do you think the machine itself is much better? Not as good. In fact, I have recommended. I think this we need one for the winter. White noise machine on the podcast before. I don't want to say the fucking name because legitimately, so many people DM me and we're like, "What was that? I need it." I told them all individually. We and should yet, DM them. It's the exact type of thing. This is a brand that should be fucking sponsoring the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I want. I need to get it. I'll let you know because, dude, it is. our air conditioner doubles as our white noise machine. But now that it's getting colder, yeah. Um, we're going to need to figure something out. What are your electrical bills per um, month? How much you pay? During the summer, it's about, it's like 200. Okay, that's not bad. And then I'm assuming in the winter, it's going to be much less. What about you? Yeah, we're pretty good. Ours is like anywhere from, from two to three. In the middle of the summer, it's like 350-ish. Jesus. Yeah, that's great. That's but, brutal. Yeah. Um, well, dude, the... So we got that shipment of nuts.com. Oh yeah. Um, a few weeks ago. And it's nuts. funny. Nuts.com. Dude, it's funny because I remember doing the reads initially. Um, and we were talking about how they have everything. It's not just nuts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is very important for me because I we have a nut free household. Yeah. Nut free. Um, no nuts. No nuts. Because obviously my uh the dog herself has a nut allergy. It's just become gone from hill dog to the dog, dude. <laughs> dog the bounty hunter. Um, but I took all the items that I could that did not have nuts in them, and they were just absolutely fucking delicious. Yes. I've been crushing the dried strawberries. Oh. And they're a really fun take on those sort of like party snacks that like you're used to being in your grandparents' house that mm-hmm. are in boring packaging. They look like nobody's eating them. Mm-hmm. The nuts.com packaging is just lures me in dude but but i also would add that the stuff that they sell and make is is not boring it's it's no not at all it's new take on awesome snacks sorry new take on bar fun party they've got those lime plantain chips i think dude oh my god i love those uh i've been eating the white chocolate cashews because you let me Mm. keep all the nuts i know oh boy pounded that bag ate all the dried mango really had to watch myself with the dried mango Francis Achilles heel. Dried mango is a problem has, for has. me. Yeah. Um, over 4,000 products to choose from. Yeah. How but crazy is that? Don't be, don't be overwhelmed, though. They've got these variety packs that'll, that'll service all your needs. Yeah. Nuts.com, if you guys need some, like, some snacks that are going to last you for a while, hit it up. Nuts, new Nuts.com customers get free shipping on your first order when you text OOPS to 64,000. So text OOPS to 64,000. To get free shipping on your first order from nuts.com, that's oops, 64,000. Terms apply, available at nuts.com slash terms. So, dude, after the pod last week, when we had your wife-elect on the episode. Wife-elect. Incredible moment for the pod. Uh, Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. Um, It was really funny because it sort of, like, it, it became very clear. And even judging from, I know, I know her very well, obviously, right? Hearing her talk. She was in pod mode. She was rocking. She was cooking. Mm-hmm. She was doing it. She was doing her thing. And it seemed like perhaps she caught the bug a bit. <laughs> just, a, just a taste. That's all she needed. And Hillary had mentioned a little bit of the conversation to me. But you then quickly texted me being like, our girlfriends are having a hilarious conversation. Ask Hillary not to tell you anymore because I want to tell you about it on the pod. Yeah. I've so, been dying to hear this. Okay. So Sierra came on the podcast. You all heard it. Many of you were very nice and and commended her <laughs> performance and the way that she sounds and all of that. She does have a good voice um, for podcasting and radio in that it's a, it's a lower register, so it's not shrieky or shrill, um, which is you know hard <laughs> to listen to. But um, she texted Hillary and she said, "Guess what? I just went on the pod," <laughs> and Hillary was like, "What?" <laughs> and and then Sierra said, "I just went on for five minutes to tell my rendition of the proposal." LOL. Yeah, we did not tell. This was sort of like, I'm sure Francis had the idea in his head before, but we didn't like. I I would have told Hillary if I had known before that day that we were planning to have Sierra on. Would she have felt left out? No, no. She okay, because we can even this out. She wants to be on. I think she'd be down to come on sometime. We'll have her on at some point. You propose. We'll have the hill dog on. <laughs> we'll have the hill dog on at some point. Yes. Uh, we continue. So Sierra said, uh, to five minutes to tell my rendition of the proposal. Not on video, though. 
Hillary then said, OMG, all caps, <laughs> that's a big deal. How do you feel? Ha ha ha. <laughs> Sierra said, huge exclamation point. <laughs> LOL. It was fun. We would crush an episode. <laughs> you should go on and then we should do one together. And then, and then Hillary said, ha, 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 I'm actually laughing. And then she said, we would crush an episode so hard. Dude, I got to be honest. It could be really fucking funny one day to just let them do the entire episode. Yeah. With us, like, making sure that they don't. Maybe. And that they, imagine they do the ad reads, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> nuts.com. But <laughs> Hillary would be like, bird dogs, you get something. You know, <laughs> know yeah, gonna yeah. <laughs> you know how you know how we always talk often about uh, comedians who start get into relationships with people and then their girlfriends become comedians. Yes, it's this a fear. is this is how that starts. I know, I know. This is where that starts. I know. And listen, I am not. If 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 Sierra came to me one day and said, "You know what? I want to try stand up. I've been writing jokes. I believe in this." I've been thinking about it a long time. I wouldn't stand in her way. Of course not. I would encourage her. I'm not a fucking weirdo controlling, you've got your lane, I've got my lane. Um, I'd say good luck, you know? It's fucking yeah. brutal, but uh, fine. Hill Dog, I know for a fact, would never try. Okay. Go, what but, are you talking about? Yeah, but but <laughs> a podcast, would she start a podcast? No way. No way. Really? Yeah. She goes, she goes I'm a private person. That stuff's for you. Sierra was saying that same shit to Not me even. for years until this little performance. Yeah, fine. Dude, I I, I could be wrong. Cameo. Totally. Hillary is a person who like knew what she wanted to do when she was six and like it hasn't changed. Okay. She's like one of those kind of people. You know how those people exist? I'm certainly not one of them. No, nor um, am I. Uh, I. My mind changes all the time. But she, she is like, this is who I am. This is what I want. She, when she was a little girl, she used to fantasize about being older because she felt old always. And she wanted <laughs> to feel her age. Isn't that crazy? It's the only time I've ever heard something like that, which is so funny. But she does. She ages up well. Uh-huh. You know, and even yeah. at this point where she's like no longer, you know, a teenager, but like she she can she feels older, mm -hmm. like as far as her demeanor. Right. Would you agree with that? I think she. Yeah, I think I think fundamentally she's just very mature yeah and and, yeah. and sort of well adjusted and yeah uh speaks well and is you know all of that yeah no she's great um so again so i funny. thought it was very funny because it's just it's just that classic thing of yeah. like you give a you mouse a know. cookie they're gonna want a glass of milk they're gonna want a podcast <laughs> so uh that was that was very funny to me we went out to a party in the city for last Saturday. And we were in Tribeca. And we were wearing fun outfits. Funnish outfits. I tried. Why? This is, you know. Fri Francis on Friday? Friday Francis? Uh, yeah. So, you know, put, make an effort. Yeah. Fran, it. make an effort, you know? <laughs> and it was a cool place in Tribeca. It was like a bar slash lounge that's... Not really entirely sure what it is, but the guy, Sierra's friend, had rented it out, and we were having a great time. It was BYOB, but they had bartenders. Oh, cool. And when that happens, and people are just bringing in bottles of liquor, those bartenders pour you the heaviest. That's so funny. Drinks. <laughs> that's Because so they're funny. basically bartending a house party. That's classic. That's how it feels. Hilarious. So we had a nice time there. We left around, I don't know, 1130, 1145. And we realized, I realized, that we were very close to an old nightlife spot that I used to go to called Paul's Baby Grand. Oh, yeah. Isn't it still there? Not, not only is it still there, but it's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. I have not been there in five or six years. This Dude, two of my friends currently work there. Who? They're bottle waitresses. Okay, then never mind. I wouldn't... I, it took me... This was a place... I used to be... A little bit of a scene stir. I know. Oh, I know. I've gathered that, judging by the, some of the tales you've told. Yeah, from different places. We were at the Derby. Yeah, yeah. Up and down. Yeah. One up. Whatever. You know. Catch. All that. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it, it was less meatpacking and more kind of that that other tier of New York nightlife that is you're not just getting in because you pay. You have to, you know, have yeah, a yeah, friend yeah. who runs an art studio and you have some connection. You yeah. I mean yeah. the the woman who is the ultimate version of this is Chloe Savigny. Right. That actress yes. from American Psycho. She was American Horror Story. American Psycho. Is she American Psycho 2? Oh, you're right. Oh, my God. She's the assistant. Yeah. Holy um, shit. To Christian Bale. Also an American Horror Story. Yeah. I saw her recently at a dinner party that was there. Really? Yeah. She's cool. But, you know. Was she? You know her? Well, I've spoken to her a few times. But the, the, reason, the reason I bring her up is that her brother runs this nightlife place. Paul ah, Savini. Interesting. Paul's baby grand. Interesting. So she's often there. One time I danced with Alessandra Ambrosio there. Really? The fucking, oh, yeah, those but she was like married, so she, we were just having fun. But it, how'd you pull that off? I didn't even know she was. So the thing I find interesting, and they say that this is like what killed New York nightlife. I don't agree because I didn't go out in New York before this existed. But the whole bottle service culture makes it very difficult to make that interaction happen in theory. Well, because in theory, Alexander Ambrosio is only hanging out in her at her table. That you can't get to. Yeah, but that that that's what I'm saying is there's there's a big difference between the sort of one oak up and down, and you the know, Pauls, all of that versus Paul's Casablanca or yeah. the Blonde or right more some intimate. of these more intimate yeah. lounge club hybrids that are leaning more lounge. Interesting, because they're small. Yeah, and the tables Narrow. are open to the dance floor, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not even really that clear that there's a table it's more like a bench right right so that we we go up right and it it took me a long time of playing the game of kind of buttering up the doorman getting to know him being super patient showing up with the right people you know just just being a total suck up (laughs) to get to the point where the that doorman at paul's baby grand this was back in 2000 whatever 14 mm-hmm. would let me in you know but right. i i On a always night had where to, you didn't have a table i don't but we never had a table but right. like i'd i you know i would show up with one date or mm-hmm. another guy and his date and i'd have a date right you, know? you want to be able to have that option on a friday night to be like it's also like a flex it's like oh let's just go to this place no one can get into yeah and then you just show up you don't have to like do anything special he's like what's up what's up francis just yeah. you guys yeah exactly right this way and even yeah exactly <laughs> And you, or sometimes you know, there's a line. You get you get whisked to the front of the line. Yeah, yeah. you get in. Whatever. You feel you feel cool, and then you stop doing it. and You realize that wasn't cool. Yeah, but that's how they get you. I did like this place because the decor was really cool, and the music was always great. The drinks were good, and I hadn't done this in so many years. So we're right next door. We spill out. I'm with Sierra. We're we're dre- she's wearing a nice dress. I'm wearing a cool outfit. Whatever. We I I think you know. I used to go to this place. You should want to see if, let's see if we can go in. She's like, really? You? You want to continue our night? What has gotten <laughs> what time into you? Is it at this and I'm point? like, engagement boners. What do you got? What time well, is it at this point? This is 11:45. Okay. So we go up. It's the same guy. The same guy at no the door. Way. And then, and then uh, he sees me. He remembers me. Now, keep in mind, I would have thought that through COVID, all this nightlife venues would have massive staff changes, restructuring, might not even be around anymore. But it's the same guys. He remembers me. He lets us right in. I That's said we great. just got engaged. He goes, I can tell, you know, because the looks on your faces or whatever. And he lets us right on, lifts the velvet rope. Love it. We go in. Love it. You know, and of course, <laughs> the fact that it's 1145, there is nobody in right, there. Right, It's like early, right? There's like eight people milling around. The group that has <laughs> to get there that early to ensure they yeah. can get in. <laughs> the people who have dinner reservation at yeah, Acme. Yeah, exactly. Right. So we, you know, we go up, we get a drink. The the bar is really cool. There's a, there are these two bartenders, three bartenders, but two of them had been there since the early days of me going. So you just, it was just a trip down memory Dude, lane. They were looking at me. Both of them looked at me like, 
fuck, where do I know this guy from? And finally, after making the drinks, one of them goes, you, you used to come here all the time. And I did. And they both reached over and shook my hand. They instantly remembered me. And these guys are classic. I mean, they're, they're, they're men out of a place in time. They're out of a Hemingway novel on an island in, you know, in the South Pacific or something. They're, they, they make these very kind of cocktails that are, that have fruity island themed stuff. They're wearing white coats with bow ties. And, uh, it was just awesome. And we danced for a little bit. Dude, sounds like, and then we had one drink and we were like, Okay, well, we're not going to wait around till 2 a.m. when it actually starts here. <laughs> right. So we went home at 12.30, and that was that. But it was it was fun to pretend like we were younger again. <laughs> Dude, that's fun, man. I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. The only problem with a later night like that, a couple drinks, is, you know, I definitely did wake up pretty hungover on uh, Saturday morning. And thank God... That I had the Brooklyn roasting coffee ready to go. <laughs> Thank God I had it. I had it at my fingertips. Didn't have to go out for some it. Way, Tananga. I had some, yeah, still got some Mocha Java left. I mean, they sent me a bunch of tins of that because I was so insistent on that being my favorite one. Um, so I went upstairs and just instantly made myself a really nice God bless double you. or triple shot. God bless you, pup pal. Iced oat milk latte. And cheers to the construction workers yeah. in the window. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't gonna go out. They, they, you know, they're not there. They're, that's our day off. To be honest with you. <laughs> Saturdays, we we need to we need to rest. Um, no, but we, uh, we I made some coffee and uh, it it just sent me straight, dude. I think a nice strong coffee on a hungover morning. It's a really pleasant thing. It's the elixir of life. I know when we run out, like when we run out of coffee, it's always like a very difficult moment yeah. in the household. You know? Sickening sickening feel stranded um dude fucking brooklyn roasting company our favorite our favorite we love them so much they've got a coffee of the month club they'll send you their favorite picks specifically tailored for you um we love their gooey golly glop peanut butter coffee peanut butter delicious throw some of that on a get in there little uh, ice cream Sunday, oh my lanta! <laughs> it's my favorite, man. I, I I've been getting it back into the ice cream again, and uh, it's all because of Brooklyn Roasting Company. We love their coffee. Promo code is Oops Beans. Go to brooklynroasting.com. Get some coffee. Five percent off your first order. We love it. Get some coffee now. Love it, dude. So very quickly, I'm not going to plunge us back into wedding talk since we've actually managed to not talk about weddings this entire episode. I obviously had to break that trend but I'm going to be brief. I had a family or not a family wedding, Hillary's family wedding in Virginia, in Richmond, very fascinating town. Got to hit those national parks, got to number 100, feeling good, whatever. Oh yeah, that's a milestone. Um, the wedding was in a, in the tr- the train station. The train station. Like where you would get an Amtrak train. In Richmond? Yes, it was sick. It that's was actually a, really cool. It was a sick wedding. Uh the Hillary's cousin is marrying uh somebody who's uh, dad is in politics. I like. Am I? Am I like not supposed to say who he is? I don't know. He was like a. He was the speaker of the house at one point. Wow. In recent past. So it was like southern. You know, like connected. It was cool. But it reminded me of something very funny that happened at the wedding that I went to in Mississippi. Well, I have a quick question. Not Mississippi, Tennessee. Were passengers coming in and out of the train station? So, dude, while you were they there? they paused for the six thirty nine train to come by because they didn't want it to disrupt the ceremony. But then that train ended up being like four hours late. So at like 10 p.m. we looked over and there was just a train coming by. Are there very <laughs> few trains that service this? I don't. Station? I don't think so. I think it's like it, it was a, it was like a time I guess where there just like aren't a ton of trains in general. But okay. it's like the main train station. Okay. Like you would take an Amtrak train. There. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. Right. Um, but it reminded me of something funny. I was at that wedding in Tennessee. It was the middle of the summer. It was really fucking hot, and. Uh, one of Hillary's friends from college was in the bridal party. So she's obviously facing us as she's standing up there and the wedding's happening, right? Now it's super fucking hot and I'm sweating. So I'm kind of like wiping my sweat off of myself. And at one point, sh- this girl, Allie, walks up to Hillary and she goes, you know, like, I really knew Julio is- was the one because he has a sensitive side. Like, I looked over and I saw him crying. <laughs> and immediately I started weeping. When I saw Julio, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And I was merely wiping sweat from under my <laughs> eyes. 
Ah. <laughs> so that was such a hilarious. I did not deny it. I was uh-huh. like, oh, you know, it was beautiful. Got to me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. But like fully now she has this idea of me in her head based on a thing that is not real. <laughs> and I'm going to let it rock forever. <laughs> I'm just going to let it go. Nothing wrong with that. I'm at a point now where I've realized how much uh, benefit there is to be seen crying by my by my fiance. Like I, you, you know, vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. You you get a lot of turns them on. Right, right. You get a lot of credit. Right. We watched Coda on Apple TV. What's that, buddy? This is a, this Apple TV Plus. Uh, or just know. like oh, okay. I'm not. Sure. I'm not sure. We didn't rent it. Oh, it was oh. one of their Apple TV originals, like Ted Lasso. Okay, okay, okay. Because my free trial just ended, yes. and I can't decide if I should start a new one. I should. It's good. Coda. Get a, fire up a new Gmail pass. You know, in, in <laughs> account, whatever. Uh, this movie Coda. It's about this girl who uh, grows up in a deaf family, but is a brilliant singer and wants to pursue her dream of singing. But the family needs her as a to help them with their bit, you know, family business and and uh, to translate and sign for them. Oh, cool. Um, I was tears were streaming wow. down my face. I'm not like luckily I'm not somebody who <laughs> I'm not gasping. I'm not like gurgling. It's just <laughs> silent floodgates down my face, and I. <laughs> <laughs> I took a big we're on the couch I took a big pillow and put it up as a wall of shame to sort of not let her see me but she started she desperately she's like no see. I want to watch she's not even watching the movie anymore she's that's just watching cute. me cry that's cute and um dude, that's fucking buddy great. you gotta watch this movie though uh, we will watch it together so dude Hillary is known for being like she needs to be carried out of the movie theater on a stretcher <laughs> crying like you literally it'll get to the point where even like a news story will come on and it'll be about like I read there was this story on the news the other day about this little boy who's like face got eaten by a hyena and now he was going to they're sending him to South Africa to have facial reconstruction surgery Ooh. literally as the story began I just look over at Hillary and she's just immediately starting to completely lose her shit the story <laughs> hadn't even begun and just she's just crying because he's a nice boy. I'm like, yeah. all right, I have to turn the channel. Yeah, but she can't handle it, dude. Like anything. Like, do you see that documentary, The Mole Agent? No. It's a re- it's really like heartwarming. Well, it's not really. It's kind of sad, but it's about this. They send this old man undercover into an old age home because, huh. yeah, because one of the people suspects that they're not treating her mother right. Oh, like, um, it's 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 real, like Happy Gilmore. Kind of, yes, like a Happy Gilmore situation, like with Ben Stiller. Yeah. Now you will go to sleep. All mm-hmm. right, we'll put you to sleep. Yeah. Um. Anyway, my, my, so my fingers hurt. <laughs> you can get you a warm that? glass and shut the hell up. <laughs> my fingers hurt. Oh, well, now your back's gonna hurt. You just pulled <laughs> landscaping duty. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Mm, great. Um. So anyway, it's a, it's a, but she was just beside herself the entire yeah. movie. Um, it's not even a movie, a documentary, but like, yeah, beside yourself. But dude, um, have you watched Squid Games? Buddy. We're two episodes in. Oh, wow. I am fixed. So dude, this is the thing. Everybody's fixed. Everybody's fixed. I was going to recommend it to you, but I remember when I recommended the platform to you and it's kind of has this similar like dystopian like thing to it, but, and they're both gory. The one, the platform. Yeah. That movie. Yeah, but and I mean, you were like, dude, what the fuck is this recommendation? You know, so I was scared to recommend Squid Games. Um, <laughs> the platform was was so gory and so disturbing with the scenes of cannibalism. Yeah, that was really the the only kind of thing where I said I, you know, she couldn't watch it anymore because of that, and I thought <laughs> this is. This is a lot. You were also obsessed with cannibalism at the time, which is a coincidence, which is interesting. Yeah, but I like thinking about it. I don't like no, no, watching I know, I know. it. I wasn't saying. I wasn't um, like calling you out. I, no, I'm fascinated by cannibalism. But um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, the Squid Game, I, the game element of it, I may, I'm sure I've heard there are some pretty gory things that happen. I'm not going to spoil it. We anything. haven't gotten that far. We're only two episodes in. But uh, it's one of those shows... That caught the national attention with such, such uh, instant and yeah. sort of meteoric p- 
pace. It's like breaking all these records. That right? you, yeah, it's 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 going to become the number one most watched TV show ever on Netflix. Wow, I think it might already be. It there. might already it's be like there. the number one show in ninety countries. Another W for crazy. Korean culture. Man. Do you know the story about how the director and the creator, uh, the same guy, uh, pitched this show ten years I, ago? Yeah, I saw it in one of a comedian friend's Instagram caption. Yeah, everyone passed, and he became so. <laughs> He had no money, so he had to sell his laptop, upon which he was writing scripts. You know, six hundred and seventy-five dollar laptop, and oh ten years later, this show gets the made. Show and, ever made? Yeah, dude, it's funny. I t- I was telling my dad about it, and my dad's like me. I I started telling him. He goes, "Say nothing else. I don't want to hear anything because it's true. If someone's like, I really like this episode." Wait till the end, dude. Yeah. Like these are all versions of spoilers. But that's, that's the same way the episode preview at the beginning can be. I agree, and that's why I was gonna say that once a TV show like this kicks off, you almost feel the need to watch it faster. Yeah, because you know it's going to be impossible to avoid someone on the street. One of my buddies in the hard hats. You know, totally giving it away because this is the kind of stuff we talk about when we drink our black coffee, dude, <laughs> dude. But the, there's like the initial twist that at this point has become pretty obvious. What's that? What that's going to be? Right. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but I already knew that, and it was such a bummer knowing that it was going to go there. That that was like, and mm-hmm. that doesn't have to mean anything. But like, I expected the unexpected in the first episode, which when I have recommended to people who didn't. I'm jealous of the experience that they had. Uh-huh. Um, Interesting. And dude, so anyway, my dad, I literally uh, tell him about it in and in the evening. The next morning, I go, did you watch it? And he just texts me, is there season two? Because uh, he had watched the entire thing. Yeah. Wow. In one day? <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. I, unfortunately, no matter how captivating something is now, I just get so tired that I can't. Yeah, yeah. That's solid, though. Unless it's fun. we committed a Sunday to it. We it's could fun. we could do a full day of watching, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Hillary, it was too it was a little too much for Hillary, and she was happy when it was over. Mm. But I was like watching it. I would, like set up Google Chromecast to watch it in the hotel at this fucking way. Nice That's one. when you know you're hooked to something. Yeah, yeah, nice one. Um, you know, I've I've started job. saying this. Nice one. <laughs> I like that's nice my one. new thing. It's British. I like it's nice a Britishism. One. That's very cute. Nice one, um, dude. So I wanted to. I wanted to bring tell this to you before we we sign off. Okay, yeah. So, dude, I thought you would find this funny. This is called enge- warning engagements on a birthday. Oh, I've heard this. <laughs> so, and for the record, I'll preempt this by saying I proposed on the day of her birthday party, which was two days before her. Actual I had that birthday. thought too. I was yeah. like, ah, saved by the fine yeah. print. Um. Okay. First of all, I want to tell everybody: please feel free. To tell us how much you love it. Enough. All of a sudden, Francis becoming this fucking <laughs> the police officer of of giving us compliments. These compliments make me feel good. I need them. They keep me going. Yeah. Please give us compliments. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. I I don't mind them. I know. I know. It's I, very I, sweet. It's, it's funny that it's become a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Can you said it like one time? I know. At like joking, and it's become a thing. No, we really appreciate it. Can't start an email without noting my undying love for the pot. Thank you. Huge congratulations <laughs> to Francis for finally popping the question. Pressure's on, Julio. Now, on the topic of engagement, you like how I read that? (laughs) Um, Dude, it's funny. To the point, that question has started to annoy me so much that I actually was talking to somebody again at this wedding in Hillary's family that was like, oh, so the pressure must be on now, huh? Oh, boy. And I got like kind of snappy, and I was like, I don't do that, dude. You were... (laughs) Get ready. I said, I don't do that. Get ready for this. Get ready for this. The outside influence, the collective will, the un- unwanted sort of put nudges from people. It's not fun. Not fun at all. Okay. Now on the topic of engagements, I learned in college that if you propose to someone on a birthday or holiday, the ring could be seen as a gift. Per my quick Google search to make sure I wasn't making shit up. If you give an engagement ring to someone on a holiday or birthday, this means that in the eyes of a court, it could actually count as a gift rather than a gift that is conditioned upon marriage. This means that if the engagement were to go wrong, the recipient would legally be the one to keep their ring. Wow. That is not what I thought 
this was going oh, really? to be about. Not at all. So let me finish the email and yeah. then we'll talk. That being said, I have no doubt that Francis and Sierra will live to see wedding day and many happy anniversaries to come. But I would have thought that Francis' time in law school would have afforded him this knowledge. It's certainly an interesting subject that I'd love to hear both your opinions on. Do either of you know about this? Is it common knowledge? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the girl who keeps... Oh, sorry. So I think that's it. Yeah, okay. for the record, I think that was... That was a day five lesson. I got to day four, so I was a little I was a little shy of the <laughs> of the the law lesson on I guess ring gift shit. <laughs> so where did you think this was going? First of all, someone told me that if you propose on a birthday or a holiday and then it doesn't work out, you get divorced. You've effectively ruined their birthday for the rest of their lives. Oh wow, that's crazy. Because it will always be yeah. synonymous with the day they got divorced. Oh my god. Wow, a lot like going on the, there, you know, Yeah, and, and that is that is true. It's not something I ever would have considered or thought of. It's just, I mean, you want to talk about betting against yourself. Like, that's horrific. But that's why I said, no, I did it two days before. So I think that what you said also applies to this, potentially, mm-hmm. right? If you propose on a birthday party but not on the actual birthday, maybe the court will not yeah, make but that. but also, for the record, you know, <laughs> if my marriage falls apart <laughs> and she doesn't give me the ring back you still got nana's ring dude uh, yeah it's, it, 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 i'm not gonna be like you know hey it, i got divorced but at least i got the ring back like <laughs> at that point you're like fire sale life is over you know i don't know yeah gotta yeah. pick up the pieces um so. interesting thoughts good stuff yeah um, i guess that's it that's it. What do you uh, What do you got for us? Oh boy. Well, oh yeah. I've got Albany and Hartford, uh, Connecticut. Uh, the Funny Bones. That is uh, October. I think it's nineteenth and twentieth. Um, coming right on up. Jeez, sorry. Um, while you're looking for that, keep your eyes peeled for uh, not your eyes peeled. We will tell you, but also keep your eyes peeled for our Oops Live show. We will have details about that. The specific. Details about that soon. It's looking like December 1st. Also, yeah. my New York Comedy Festival show, November 9th, uh, 9.30 p.m. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm in Albany on the tw- uh, October 20th. That's a Wednesday night. Come on out. I'm in Hartford, Connecticut on October 21st, the next night. Come on out. Uh, and then I'm in Richmond, Virginia, where you just were. Oh, baby. The following weekend. That's October 28th to the 30th. Um, hope to see you guys all there. You can check out tickets at uh, francisellis.com. And that's Oops the Podcast, everybody. Thank you <laughs> so much. Send your thoughts and prayers to oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. We love you, and we'll see you soon.